From FingerLakes1.com, this is Inside the Finger Lakes. I'm Josh Durso, and our program today features a conversation with Finger Lakes Workforce Investment Board Business Services Coordinator, Mike Wollison. Wollison joined us for a conversation about the economy, the future of work in the Finger Lakes, and so much more. Well, Mike, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Um, my first question for you is, is sort of a generic one, but I think it's important to sort of frame the conversation right. Um, what is the Finger Lakes Workforce Investment Board, or what is Finger Lakes Works? Finger Lakes Workforce Investment Board uh, is um, a board of folks that come together to develop uh, workforce development policy. Um, we're authorized through the Workforce uh, Investment and Opportunities Act. Um, and in New York State, there are 33 workforce investment boards or areas. Um, the Figure Lakes Workforce Investment Board covers the four counties of Ontario, Seneca, uh, Yates, and Wayne counties. Um, and really, our mission is to align uh, the opportunities that exist in the workplace with um, the talent that's out there. And uh, we do that in a lot of ways. Uh, we work with both uh, supply side um, and uh, the talent side. And well, actually, supply side is the talent side. The, um, uh, we have five uh, uh, workforce development centers or career centers that job seekers can come in in the four county area and they can uh, go uh, and uh, uh, what you want to call it, um, sign up for the job bank to get. Uh, um, matched with their skills and abilities and the opportunities that exist. And then also, uh, we also work with businesses. We have a business service team in the four counties that go out and talk to businesses, find out what their needs are, comes back to the centers and, and, and tells our staff and job seekers, these are the skills that employers are looking for. And then we can provide some short-term training to those job seekers so their skills align with the needs that the employers have in the area. Um, and then we also work with school districts. We have three career events during the year. Uh, Fair Lakes works with their hands. We have uh, where uh, over 800 students come out to Lots Farm out in Seneca Falls, and uh, they get to test some heavy equipment uh, and talk to employers about uh, you know the skilled trades. We also have uh, a career event uh, that's focused on agriculture, and then we have a third event that's focused on the um, healthcare industry. So we, we try to work on the supply side of things um, and also on the job seeker side of things. So how has what you guys do evolved over say the last 30 to 45 days where things have um, gotten really topsy-turvy for pretty much everybody who, who is, um, you know, whether you're in the, the, like you said, the supply side of the workforce world, or if you're a business owner, or if you're just an employee in that workforce, um, it's changed for pretty much everybody. So how has uh, what you guys do on a daily basis sort of evolved over that period? And how have you evolved with uh, these unusual times? It's been crazy. I'll be honest with you. I've been doing this for a long time. Unprecedented is the word that comes to mind and you hear a lot. Um, and I think, uh, you know, like I said, we focus really on the, um, on the business side. Business is our end user, so we try to supply them with talent. Right now, businesses don't necessarily need that talent. Um, uh, there are businesses that are open that we're helping 
uh, meet the needs uh, through job matching and such. Uh, but there's a lot of businesses out there that need more information than they need uh, applicants. Uh, they need to know uh, how to sign up for the different programs that are out there. Um, so we try to provide them with that information. Um, and if we uh, don't know the answers, we link them to somebody that, that does. We work closely with the Chambers of Commerce in the areas uh, and try to provide them with links and information. And then the staff, you know, at our career centers, uh, they're working tirelessly. The New York State Department of Labor staff is uh, following up with phone calls, uh, really reaching out to folks, uh, job seekers, trying to make sure that uh, they get what they need in order to get through this really just unbelievably difficult time. So one of the things that, that came up frequently uh, on this show and on other shows um, is that employers were looking for employees and the employees just, they weren't, it didn't seem as though they were there. Uh, lots of companies in the area had, had significant uh, volume of openings, but not a ton of people, you know, jumping in to try and fill those roles. Now it's, it's all, almost as if we're sort of rotating back around where potentially we could see unemployment rates of 10 to 15%. Um, in the region or across the state. How does that sort of, I guess, what do you guys see as some of the things that you'll have to do to sort of shift to fill the new need as well as, you know, some of the challenges that are probably going to come up with that? I think uh, it comes down to workforce development. It's developing your workers, whether they're with you right now um, or having those workers take the initiative and, and going out and upskilling. Um, you know, this is, as I, I you know, keep saying, unprecedented, uncharted territories. And uh, if you want to leg up when things settle down, um, investing, uh, you know, in uh, inexpensive ways to develop those skills, to make you more valuable uh, to your current employer and your next employer is really the strategy that we tell uh, job seekers to, to access. Mm -hmm. What are you hearing from employers right now in the midst of the pandemic um, in terms of what they need or what they're feeling or what some of the challenges are on the, the sort of human, human workforce side um, that, that would be coming your direction? You know, I, I think that um, you don't want to ask when do you think you're going to start because they're, they're just looking at today and tomorrow. Right. Um, and if they're open, how can they stay open? Um, you know, if you're a restaurant and you're used to employing 15, 20 people, how can you, how can you stay on with just the bare bones of, of staff? Um, if you're a manufacturer, uh, you know, how can you, you know, develop and get uh, through that next uh, order uh, for your customer um, with the staff that you have uh, and minimize the risk? So, I think we're right now at this point, we're working with employers that are trying to uh, make sure that they've got what they, what they need uh, for today and for tomorrow. But, you know, going beyond that, nobody really knows how this is going to unfold. How often are you getting that question uh, in terms of timeline? Uh, when you guys think it will be sort of the, the shift will start to happen when folks do start to go back to work in a little in, in bigger numbers than we're seeing right now. I, I don't know. I mean, Anybody that tells me when they think they're coming back doesn't really know. I mean, you can't, there's just absolutely no way that the, um, 
you know, the media, if you uh, listen to the media, uh, you know, you think there's some states that are looking at, you know, loosening restrictions, you know, today, tomorrow and stuff like that. But, um, I, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to guess at what the future holds. So one of my questions is, and I always like to ask this when we talk, when we talk to folks who are advocating in uh, in this region, because it's underserved and also geographically speaking, it's big. Um, how do you, or how, how does the, the Finger Lakes Workforce Investment Board approach uh, contending with such a large service area? You mentioned off the top how many counties you guys serve. How do you organizationally work through that and manage that in sort of the day-to-day -day sense? Well, the whole, the board, the idea of the board is not to um, uh, uh, duplicate services. Mm -hmm. So we have a wide range of partners that, that work with us uh, and really, uh, really help us uh, get over that ge geographical barrier, if you will. We, we're, we're tight partners with training providers like Finger Lakes Community College, Wayne Finger Lakes BOCES. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Chambers of Commerce, they reach out to businesses and so if we don't, you know, if we don't get to talk to all the members um, but, uh, of a chamber, um, the head of the chamber recognizes and knows who we are and can direct uh, those businesses to us for services. Um, so really, I think the key is in all of this is, is uh, the way we develop partnerships. And I'm curious, messaging for different groups of people sort of and how they're all uniquely impacted by this situation. Um, obviously, those who are already in the workforce, say 30s, 40s, uh, 50s, they've got an opportunity in front of them potentially to, you know, sort of reinvest in themselves. Um, then on the other side, you mentioned some of the great programming off the top that you guys do with uh, the youth, with kids, with high schoolers. Um, what's the message to those young people who are in high school or maybe in college and they aren't necessarily going to be in the workforce per se for another couple years, but they're watching all of this happen right now. What's the message to them and, and how do you guys sort of approach that conversation given uh, the context of, of what's going on right now? I think that um, especially in this day and age, uh, uh, that information is power, you know, and um, if you could uh, show uh, a ninth or 10th grader the opportunities that exist, not necessarily having to go to college um, and not having to rack up a lot of college debt and having that, that opportunity to develop your skills and actually have an occupation and a career that's right in your own backyard um, with the family and the people that you love, uh, you know, we provide that information. Um, and, you know, I, no matter how things go, I think that message will probably uh, stand the test of time. Um, uh, there are a ton of opportunities that don't mean a lifetime of debt. And those opportunities are right in your backyard. And we tell adults, we tell um, high school students, college students, um, that those opportunities exist. And I think that's one of our big messages. Now, obviously, uh, social distancing has made in-person events a bit of a challenge. Um, most organizations have just scrapped them. What are you guys doing in terms of some of the programming that you either are or are not offering, um, whether it be because of the, the pandemic or otherwise? How are you guys sort of shifting what your programming looks like 
uh, to fit the, the circumstances? Well, uh, as I mentioned, partners with training providers. So if the training provider makes a decision that they can't do class because of social distancing, we work with them to try to develop another start time uh, for those classes, work with those students that were in the classes that have been interrupted, make sure they get what they need in order to continue their, uh, their education and training uh, once uh, things get back to, to what relative normal, normalcy. Um, uh, and so, as I said before, I think the key is partnerships and working with those partners uh, and, and helping them um, uh, work with the folks that they're working with to navigate through this. And when you look at those youth groups that we talked about earlier um, and you look forward to, say, the next six to 12 months, um, what are some of the things that that you know, you guys hope to continue in sort of the traditional sense, say by fall or late 2020, beginning of 2021. Is it a scenario where you guys will be able to float back into, you know, what normal was for you guys before the pandemic started? Or will you have to sort of, do you see a scenario where you may have to kind of modify some of the things you do? I, I think we have to look at modifying a lot of stuff. I don't know that we'll necessarily do that, but we need to look at it. I mean, you're talking about high school kids and the programs that we have available. I heard the governor say yesterday on TV that there's no plan to open up schools right now. So um, we have to, you know, we have to go with what's in front of us that day um, and, and try to prepare now um, the best we can. So we continue planning, you know, as if those programs are still going to go. Uh, but um, if the schools aren't going to be open, then it's going to be hard to provide some of that programming. There are a lot of people who are eager to get back to work. Um, what are you, are you hearing any of that from different folks who, who do want to find work right now in this moment? Uh, and how are you guys sort of directing them? Uh, are there any employers that are in particular high demand right now because of the, the situation? Or what are you guys seeing on that front? I have a daughter that wants to work really bad. <laughs> and she's a, she's a junior in college. She's at home right now, dying to work. Um, uh, we, uh, you know, in partnership with the New York State Department of Labor, we have a job bank. And so we tell businesses uh, to go on that job bank and put your job openings on that uh, website. And then we tell the job seekers, if you're interested, there's a bank of jobs right there. Um, and um, keep checking it because uh, if it's not on there uh, today, it may be on tomorrow, uh, whatever it is that you're looking for that aligns with your skills. Um, but, you know, that's one of the things that we, we um, one of the uh, services we are offering job seekers right now is something called Skill Up Finger Lakes, which is online training that uh, folks don't have to go to, uh, you know, uh, a local training provider. They can do it right in their own home. Um, and if they have a lot of downtime, this would be a great way to um, upskill your, your skills. Were you guys seeing an, an uptick before the pandemic even uh, in desire for that kind of training, that sort of digitalized, grab it on the go kind of training that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in a classroom or in a particular setting from X time to Y time? Yeah, I, I, you know, I... Um, Online training has been around for a long 
time, really, uh, 10, 15 years. Um, we're, what we're seeing is some of the employers using it for uh, uh, developing their workforce. It's a cheap and easy way uh, to, to provide that kind of training. Um, we've had uh, uh, scale up uh, Finger Lakes for, I don't know, for about six months. And uh, we're out there trying to get the word out, but we've had a lot of folks sign up for it and uh, they're uh, completing classes and uh, they seem to be getting a lot out of it. And those are, are, are for job seekers that are unemployed and underemployed. So uh, one of my last questions for you, uh, what is the message you you want folks who maybe are looking for a job or maybe they're just an employer um, who, who needs or knows they will need uh, employees coming up here in the coming months. What's your message for those folks? Reach out to us. If you're an employer that is planning on uh, having uh, you know, uh, your workforce back and you're going to need some help uh, finding some of those folks, give us a call. Uh, you can go to fingerlakesworks.com, get our uh, information, our contact information. We have a business service rep for each county that uh, sole purpose is to provide services and access to services to those businesses in that county. Um, so we're a resource for you as you uh, start to get over this, this uh, hump and uh, uh, we're there for you. And my final question, of course, um, one thing that makes you feel optimistic, I've been asking everybody I interview um, virtually over the last two weeks, the same question, uh, something that makes you feel optimistic uh, as you look forward, not just for, uh, not just for your space, but for the region as a whole, which, you know, historically over the last five to seven years has really been on the upswing. So I, I don't know, you can probably see the gray in my beard. I, I've been at this for a while and, uh, you know, I was doing this kind of work uh, through 9-11, um, and I can remember uh, trying to figure out how we're going to get through the recession, um, some of the storms that we've had over the past 10, 15 years, um, and we've always gotten, always gone through it. Um, it, it. It won't be the same, but it'll be different, and, and the analogy I use is, is that there was a time where I used to be able to go drive up to Canada and just wave at the border folks, go over the bridge and hang out in Canada. Now I need a passport. I can still do it, yeah. um, but now I need a passport and, and we're safer for doing that. So I'm optimistic that uh, once we get through this, uh, we'll be better for it. We'll be safer for it. All right, Mike, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us about everything you guys are doing. No problem, Josh. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. Look for new episodes of Inside the Finger Lakes Saturdays and Sundays on FingerLakes1.com or wherever you get podcasts. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a review or rating the show five stars. Both help a great deal. For more great conversations like these, check out our daily debrief. It goes inside the headlines with pieces of the great conversations we have on this and other shows. One last favor. If you can, consider becoming a supporter. You're not going to see any paywalls on FingerLakes1.com, but good journalism does cost money, and relying solely on advertisers is an industry-tried but largely untenable model. Visit Patreon.com slash FO1 to become a monthly supporter. If you have any questions, have an idea for a show, or just want to say hello, drop us a line at InsideTheFLX at FingerLakes1.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.